Welcome to MCS Pentecast, Pentecostal podcast about theology and life in the Spirit, featuring both scholars and practitioners. MCS Pentecasts are produced by Masters College and Seminary in Ontario, Canada. I'm Van Johnson, Dean of Masters Pentecostal Seminary. I'm Van Johnson, and I'm here with Peter Newman. We are the co-hosts of MCS Pentecast. For this edition, dated December 19, 2013, recorded here in Pickering, Ontario. In this edition, I've decided to interview Peter about his published work, Pentecostal Experience, an Ecumenical Encounter. This is based on a thesis that he successfully defended at St. Michael's College, University of Toronto in 2010, and was recently published by Pickwick Publishers in 2012. By the way, the book is available in soft cover for around $40, or there is an ebook version available on Amazon for $9.99. So we're sitting here in Peter Newman's study, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about the significance for Pentecostals and non-Pentecostals about understanding the nature of Pentecostal experience. Okay, so let's let's start by giving uh, the overview of, of what's in your work. Uh, maybe, maybe best to start with, uh, what's the driving idea behind this? What, what attracted you to look at Pentecostal experience? Uh, well, the, the book, uh, I'll just say, the, the focus of the book is um, how Pentecostals, about how Pentecostals experience God, um, how they talk about their experience of God, and how their experience of God affects their beliefs, their spirituality, their theology, and then vice versa, how their beliefs, spirituality, and theology affects their, their experience of God. So what, what got me into this topic um, was three things. Uh, first of all, in the last hundred years or so, throughout the 20th century, it seems like everybody's talking about experience, uh, appealing to experience as an authority, authority for life, You'll hear people saying, in my experience, um, you know, what Professor Van Johnson said in class is fine, but in my experience, such and such. It's an appeal to experience as an authority. And uh, that's not only in popular culture, but it's also in theology especially. And so, especially in the latter half of the 20th century, noticing things like people uh, appealing to uh, women's experience as the way God speaks to them and then out of that is an authority by which they can then develop uh, their understanding of God or uh, can be all sorts of um, different nationalities or different races that are based on our experience. This is what God is saying to us. So experience as an appeal uh, is widespread in theology, widespread in culture. And so that got me interested in, in the whole idea of experience in theology, particularly, secondly, because I'm a Pentecostal, and Pentecostals have always been talking about our experience of God, and it has always been an authority for us, uh, whereas other traditions might start with books and doctrines and this type of thing. Pentecostals tend to start with their experience of God and uh, how meaningful that is into how they understand what God is doing in the world. So experience is an authority for Pentecostals. It's an authority in culture. It's an authority for Pentecostals. And then thirdly, third thing that got me into this topic is Pentecostals uh, find themselves at the end of the 20th century into the 21st at a sort of juncture in which some scholars have noted we're moving from our adolescence into adulthood. Uh, Cheryl Bridges Johns, uh, former 
um, president of Society of Pentecostal Studies stated this clearly a number of years ago in, in her presidential address that we need to move out of adolescence or are on our way out of adolescence into adulthood and we need to make some decisions in that regard into such things such as um, we need to move out of insecurity into self-understanding. Uh, we no longer need to define ourselves by what we're not or uh, like you know what Christian traditions were not like but rather who are we? And so moving away from insecurities and moving into self-understanding. And so those three things, experience, Pentecostal experience uh, as an authority, and then um, uh, this idea that Pentecostals need to just rather than try to defend why we think experience of God is so important, simply uh, accept that's part of who we are. And maybe it's something that we can offer to broader Christianity as part of Okay, recognizing we, we might be, if we can be adults here, so to speak, um, then perhaps we can bring this to the table as a valid way of, of looking at God. So anyway, that, that's some of the background as to why I uh, approached this topic the way I did, what got me interested in it. Okay, great. So uh, let, let, let's see if we uh, come back to that idea of Pentecostals and becoming more mature as we come to self-understanding and confidence. That's that's an intriguing idea to me, but obviously not the not the central part of your book. So so give us an idea of of what's in the book. Uh, the title says Pentecostal experience. To me, it seems like experience is what we already know. Why would anybody have to explain it to us? So what what have you done for us as Pentecostals? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, what I'm arguing in the book is that Pentecostals are on their way to uh, theological maturity. We can see that developed in, in certain authors that I focus on within the, within the book. I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, but what I focus on or want to get uh, help us understand is that our uh, experience of God uh, Pentecostals have usually viewed this as being rather immediate or, let's say, direct. Um, you know, I have an experience yeah. with God. I sense the presence of God. God tells me to do something, prompts me to do something. This is God telling right. me. Uh, rather, I think right. what needs to be done is recognize that uh, in those experiences of God, that while there is that sense of immediacy of God's presence, at the same time, there are other uh, things, factors, um, that are that are rather mediating that that uh, that experience of God. So that, that sounds a little bit confusing. So let me try to clarify that that a little bit. I believe there are ways that the Holy Spirit attempts to communicate with us uh, through such things as Scripture, through Christian tradition, uh, and even through the culture in which we find ourselves. Uh, that when we do experience of God, our experience of God is already shaped by our understanding of Scripture, whether that's significant or little. Um, it's already shaped by the Christian tradition in which we find ourselves, or, or maybe that might be very little exposure to Christian tradition, but it's shaped by that. And it's also shaped by the culture in which we find ourselves. So any time that we speak about experiencing God, uh, what we need to appreciate is that our experience of God is mediated. It's not as immediate as we might think. Right. Uh, so one scholar, I think, uh, I'm going to get the name wrong, but it might have been uh, James Smith. Um, there, there's some others that I deal with in the book, but, it's, but speak about experience as a mediated immediacy. Uh, it, it's just a recognition that God has created human beings in 
in time and space. We live in history. And so it's not really possible for human beings to experience a God outside of those historical realities. We will be affected in our experience of God by our understanding of Scripture, our theological teachings that have been handed down to us and the culture around us. Even the language we speak uh, affects the way we think. And j just one more point to add here. What I don't mean is simply that we will interpret our experiences of God when we have some moments to reflect on it, you know, a few hours after we've had this, uh, let's say, uh, felt the presence of God. What I'm saying is, even in a church service, let's say, where we're experiencing God, we feel God prompting us into greater worship or to, or to speak in tongues or to evangelize, even in that, that very instant, already, our experience of God is being filtered through these mediations of our, our culture, uh, um, of scripture, of our tradition, um, and, and so those, those types of things. So it, it's a, a more, what I'm asking for is a more mediated appreciation of our experience of God and Pentecostals need to, to appreciate that. Okay, so this is uh, very interesting. So I want to ask you if we should be less sure then of the supernatural nature of our experiences if they are working through these various mediations. If we can't just say, oh, I know that's what God's telling me. If we can't just say, this is the word of the Lord because I sense it strongly in my spirit. If, if we have to think about how our, how our experiences are, are mediated through culture, through the tradition we are in, are we hearing God actually? Yeah, I think that we are. Um, it's just that this is the way God has set up human beings to operate. He's created a real world in which uh, we operate within the physical realities that we have. And God can, of course, break through our cultural understandings and tradition understandings and our understanding of Scripture to bring something new to us. But in the midst of that, uh, I guess what I'm wanting us to do is acknowledge that there is a historical and cultural and tradition and scriptural type shaping that occurs in there. Uh, that, that happens in the way human beings speak to one another. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's, so we in, can't get beyond this. I don't think we can get beyond it. So it, it's not just a problem for Pentecostals who are experientially oriented. It's a problem for a different type of Christian who is more um, oriented to a certain interpretation of scripture, everything's mediated that comes from God. Yes? Yes. Yeah, I think so. So even in our conversation with one another right here, uh, I'm not doubting that I'm encountering you know, Van Johnson sitting here talking to me, and yet um, my my encounter with you is being mediated through our, our language, uh, th through different historical realities and all the rest of that. So uh, in, in the same way, um, that I think is, is shapes the way that we experience God as well. Okay, so let me ask it in a different way now. Okay. Uh, if everything we know about God is mediated, 
It's our humanness. Are Pentecostals more at risk of getting it wrong because we rely more on experience than some other members of the Christian family, than somebody who says, sola scriptura, just the scriptures, and fact over feelings. Are we at greater risk? Well, I don't think that any Christian is not using experience to do their theology. So, so let me explain what I mean by that. A uh, Christian who says, well, I'm just going to rely on Scripture, and that will, be, that will dictate to me my beliefs about God. They are, in fact, being shaped by, let's say, a lack of certain uh, non-cognitive experiences with God. So, so let, let's... Make this a little bit more concrete here. Uh, let's suppose there's a Christian who says, I'm, I'm not really into what you Pentecostals are into, um, baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. Um, I like my worship to be more cerebral or whatever the case is, and, and uh, that's fine. Um, is it any less part of that Christian's experience to have not experienced, let's say, speaking in tongues or not experienced... Uh, powerful presence of God in, in some respects, doesn't that lack of those types of experience affect the way that they then go ahead and interpret scripture? I think it does. We, we could say it like this, My, just as Pentecostal experience affects the way that we view scripture, um, it affects the way that we understand God, lack of those experiences also likewise affects the way we understand scripture. And other, both of those are experiences though. It, we could call one non-experience and the other experience, but in fact, all of those are different types of sure. life experience. Our life experience, let's put it this way, our life experience will affect the way that we interpret Scripture, understand God, and, and all of those other things. So um, I, I think every Christian tradition relies on experience to some degree. I just think that it's not always acknowledged. So we all see through a glass darkly. I think we do. Yeah. Okay. So certainly uh, some of the uh, good non-Pentecostal friends I have in the Christian world are a little bit nervous about our emphasis on experience, but you're suggesting that uh, we can understand our experience as being just as valuable way of understanding God as maybe some other methods are. In other words, we don't have to be ashamed that we have learned some things about God from, from our experience. No. No, and this is, I think, what Pentecostals are bringing to the table. Uh, that rather than than attempting to try to defend ourselves, and this, and we saw this, especially in the uh, 70s, 80s, within at least academics, uh, Pentecostals attempting to defend uh, our beliefs, saying, "Well, no, we don't base our beliefs in only on experience. It's Scripture, and experience confirms this." There's much more of a movement that happened in the 90s, especially when, when academics moved in, Pentecostal academics moved into 
looking into hermeneutics and other issues to, to just say, look, why don't we just put this on the table that we actually think experience of God is going to affect these. Why wouldn't it? Do, doesn't our experience of one another affect the way that we interpret life and all the rest of this? So although we want to be cautious in, in some regard and acknowledge, look, uh, just let's say emotion or, or those types of um, um, uh, if you just take feeling in and of itself or something like that, that can lead us in, in astray in different ways. But let's not pretend that our experiences in life or experiences with God don't affect us. And so let's put that on the table as one way in which God uh, deals with us. Uh, on the same table, of course, and probably um, Pentecostals would want to see scripture as a higher authority. Uh, but then also the traditions uh, through the centuries that the churches have creeds and different things like that. Um, and, uh, and then our culture, or how I put it in the book, um, reason, this idea that human beings, God's given human beings yeah, the way of uh, the capacity to think through things and, and discover things in life. So scripture and uh, tradition and reason and, and experience, life experience, experience of God, all factor into how we understand God. Now, again, I think Pentecostals have never been ones to throw sort of put scripture on, on you know, say, well, experience is equal to scripture. We've never done right. that. Right. And yet what we're bringing to the table here is saying, look at why don't we why don't we take this a little bit more seriously? Is it possible that, let's say, since the Enlightenment, that what we have valued in human beings has been our cognitive capacities, yeah. and and is that all that he, God made human beings to be? Should that be the only way we that God speaks to us? Uh, isn't there something to these other things? And of course, there's always the the danger of misunderstanding, the d danger of taking things uh, in a wrong direction, but um, I don't think that danger is is probably any less if we try to dismiss those things. I mean, Paul sort of, just on a side note here, Paul sort of cautions the Thessalonian church when he says, don't despise prophecy, but instead you need to discern it every time. And I guess I, I, I use that as a model to try to go along this, this sort of middle road where uh, it's easier for us to do one of two things with, let's say, experiences with God, certain spiritual gifts that might make us uncomfortable, prophecy in the middle of a service or tongue speaking, whatever it might be, which is to say we can despise it and say this is too messy. It's too dangerous. So we won't allow it. We're not going to go for that. Uh, or the other extreme is to just be entirely non-discerning and say, yeah, whatever. Any experience goes. We're just going to take anything. And, and Paul says, no, no, you take it because this might be a way God's speaking, but discern every time, every time. So um, yeah. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of MCS Pentecasts, podcasts produced by Masters College and Seminary. MCS Pentecasts are available online at mcs.edu and also through iTunes Podcasts. Masters College and Seminary offers biblical, theological, and practical courses from a Pentecostal perspective at both undergrad and graduate levels. For more information on graduate courses offered through Master's Pentecostal Seminary in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, visit mpseminary.com. For undergrad courses at Master's Pentecostal Bible College in Peterborough, Canada, please visit mcs.edu.